0: Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection Team through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up, here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Today, what is true love? Hashtag three true loves. Love, capital L-O-V-E, love, small small letter L-O-V-E, and love, L-U-V. That doesn't mean anything to the sermon, it's just... Catchy little thing. I hear you do hashtags. I hear these people doing hashtags all the time, and that must be a good thing, I'm guessing, because they do them all the time. Hashtag this or that. So I'm going to do a lot of hashtags today, see if I can't become popular, too. Uh, First, I want to say uh, prayers go out to several folks, uh, but on the way here, I received a call uh, from a great friend that uh, a family member, uh, an elderly uh, physician, had drowned in his own pool today. And so, uh, yeah, just just happened. They were on their way there, and so we're praying for their families. Um, It's a it's it's a reminder. It's always a reminder to me how close. It's a razor's edge. I say this a lot. The razor's edge of life and death. It's a razor's edge. It's 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 just you're you're always right at the edge. Um, You can think you're super healthy one minute. Next minute, as many of you in here have suffered with cancer, we have a physician here that deals with sick children all the time. Um, I have a a dear friend uh, who I worked with for many years, super athlete, super physically fit, Uh, and one day she called me and she described her symptoms and I don't know why, but the Lord put in my head non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I said, go to the doctor right away, have them test you for this, uh, and pneumonia, and I think you can have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and uh, sure enough, this super athlete, you know, very competitive, one minute was super healthy, and for the next three years she was fighting for her life. And she was she was stage four at diagnosis. Literally one minute she was fine, and I remember she called me to tell me what the diagnosis was. I was sitting in my brother Lance, uh, my brother Lance's house, waiting to do my dad's funeral. I was writing the little eulogy thing, graveside uh, thing. And uh, she called and she said, am I going to die? Here's what they said, exactly what you said. Am I going to die? And I said, you're not going to die. I just had a strong moving of the spirit that there's no way she was going to die. And she didn't. She's living very vibrantly. But that's how quickly, one minute you're the superstar athlete, next minute you are fighting for your life. Or the fight is over. Life on earth is over. But a blink. But a blink. It's just just such a blink. It's uh, we we think it's this big long thing. I, th- I was talking to my mother, and um, she was she's eighty seven, and uh, this March I think she'll be eighty eight. And oh, by the way, happy birthday to my eighty seven. She'll be eighty seven. Oh, please, Lord, don't nobody play this for her. If I, she hears me saying that she's small, or that she's one year older than she is next week, will be canceled due to lack of pastor. I'm just saying. Hey, thank you for uh the folks in chat for joining us. It's good to have you. Uh so I was talking to my mother and she you know she was telling me she says I'm ready to go home, you know. I'm ready to be with Jesus, I'm you know, I'm just ready. I don't have any fear of it. You know, I I worry about how I'm going to go, you know, everybody does. She says I'm a little chicken. I'd rather really go to sleep. But she said I've lived a long life and I thought that was really something. It was really interesting. All the different things that people that get to live And I think it's still, you know, I'll say, well, what do you get there? You'll see if you think it's still get to live uh, a long life. But the fact of the matter is, is I think it's such a a tough thing nowadays, so many things out to get you, you know. And she said, but I've been very fortunate to live the life that I have, and I I enjoy life. Uh, But, oh, to see the Father's face. And some people, one moment, one moment, they're on a trajectory. The trajectory that they're on seems everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And the next minute, they get the worst news. I talked about it last week, the worst news. And and during the course of this week, including on the way here, I've received so many notifications from people and calls, and unexpected calls, you know. It's, it's amazing. Life is short. Pray hard. So today, uh, we're, it's kind of like Valentine's Day. I don't know if you guys know. Somebody told me. So Valentine's Day is a time... When the word and the concept, hashtag love, I told you I was going to use hashtags because I'm going to be um, popular at some point, some way. I don't have, but I hear it's through hashtags, so that's what I'm going to do. This this love, this this word and concept, because we, we, we can't accurately argue that love is just a word. It's a concept. It's an ideology. It's a feeling. I talked to people this week who said, you know what, I don't believe in love. I believe you can really really like somebody I believe you can enjoy somebody's presence but you know what I just don't believe in love too many people say oh I love this or that oh I love so-and-so isn't she great oh uh, I love that show isn't that great you know how about a hobby oh I love to this or that now I'm addicted to photography I'll I'll just confess hashtag confess Uh, you know I'm addicted to photography. I like pictures. I like to turn what I see into something other people can look at and enjoy and transport. And one of my friends this week, dear friends, um, sent me an encouraging message and said, Hey, you know, you you should really think about doing this commercially. And uh, she said, it's just, you know, it's so dynamic. I look at it and I'm like, just like your artwork. Uh, And I, and, they look at it and she said, I just get transported. I said, well, that's my goal. My goal is to, is to capture something that happened. And then the person looking at the photograph gets transported into that, and, and, and the underlying thing is not that they say, wow, what a great photographer. I'll pay him such and such amount of money for this photograph. I want them to look at it and say, wow, I wish I was there the day this photograph was taken. I wish I was standing where he was so I could experience what this was. You know, if it's a a sea scene or, uh, you know, I shoot mostly uh, wildlife and animals and stuff. Um, I just, you know, I want them to be drawn into it to wish they were there. But I can tell you in the conversations I've had with folks this week, um, I've talked to some folks who they love everything. Love, 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 love. And then I've talked to folks who love nothing, and it was interesting to me because the folks that love nothing are really angry at Valentine's Day. Uh, it, just, it, there's just this tremendous hatred, and you see all these people uh, do all these things, and and they they hate it. They hate, you know, they're 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 seeing they they have to go to the grocery or the uh, where do you buy cards normal places? What are those places called? Who? Hallmark stores or, or whatever. Uh, what are they called? Drug stores. Yeah, drug stores. That's what I was trying to think of. Pharmacies. So you go to these pharmacies and you walk down this aisle, and whenever a big holiday's coming, man, there's a the huge thing. Well, people that hate the holiday, they, <laughs> they don't like that aisle. They're like, ah, I used to be able to get my chocolates in this aisle. I can't get them because it's stupid love. Hashtag, it's not real. You know? And you wonder how they got there. The flip side of it is, there's also people that they love too easily. You know people like that. I bet you do. Maybe somebody here or somebody listening live. Um, maybe they maybe they can identify. Uh, my buddy Craig. Uh, I restore antique bicycles from 1900 to 1935, along with my motorcycle. Got to have a hobby, man. That's that's for sure. And and so my hobbies are photography and archery and um, what else do I like? Aerial cinematography and. Photography, I love that kind of stuff. Guns, I love guns. you know those are the things. See, but I say that. I say that kind of you know, joking but hashtag, I'm not joking. Uh, you know, I do. I love photography. I love doing it. I'd be really lost if I didn't have that. I love my dog. People say, "How can you love a dog?" They do. They say that. I have people say that to me all the time. I still stare at my, even though the dog is sitting right there, I still stare at the beautiful portrait you did of my dog, uh, Buckeye. Well, what's funny is, you know, people will say, how how in the world can you love a dog? Now, I prefer to think that my dog, Buckeye, my sweet, sweet dog, is counting the – she's looking at her watch – counting the seconds. She doesn't wear a Rolex or anything. She's just, you know, she plays in the mud, so we just waterproof watch. But she looks at her watch, and she says, he's been gone for 700 hours, even though it may be two minutes. I might have just walked to the mailbox without her and come back in, and she's like, oh, I thought you would never come home. I love you, Dad. You know what I mean, all this stuff. Well, I love that. Call me simple, but I love that. I love the love that she gives me, and and, and I give her love, and she she gives me great. But people say, you know, they're usually people that don't have pets, never want pets, um, or may have been mean to pets, never trust a person who's mean to a pet. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this concept of love it is, you know, it is a word, but it's a concept. It's, it's more than just a feeling. Um, it's banded about as though it, it's ubiquitous. You know, it's everywhere, but it's not. It's not everywhere. It's not everywhere. There's lots of places in this world that I've been personally that uh, that I have to say I, I just I don't think there's much love there. There's certainly no love of life. Sanaa, Yemen, worst place ever I've ever been. I thought Lagos, Nigeria was the worst place I'd ever been until I went to Sana'a, uh, Yemen. Much worse, much worse. Just a horrible, hateful place. Smells bad. It's in such utter and complete turmoil. But people will banty about this word love, this concept love, like it's so easy to obtain and provide. But is love so ubiquitous? Is it everywhere? Is love, hashtag love, common? Or is love, now I'll throw another word in here, and I probably it's probably not fair is true love true who come on, who's seen it? What am I quoting? My words. I can't you guys are Princess Bride. I happen to have watched that hundreds of times when my daughter was little. You'll have to watch it you'll have to it's it's very funny so true love. It, it, is love or true love, is it really more than a unicorn, or is it just a unicorn? doesn't really exist. We're kidding ourselves, right? People talk about religion like it's a – or faith like it's uh, a crutch. You ever hear that? People say, oh, well, I don't, I'm not into religion. I don't need a crutch. You, know, you ever hear that? I mean, that's – some people use love like that, the concept and the word love like that. So I'm going to take a little different look at hashtag love today. Uh, it, but not but not just in this cosmopolitan modern society i'm gonna we'll go back to biblical antiquities and biblical history, Hebrew history as well as take a look a realistic look at hashtag the idea of love in modern society that's where we live, right We all live in me now look, I'm wearing the radio audience can't see this I've got uh you know it's rainy and nasty out so I've got indoor out. Indoor outdoor. I'm gonna describe my shoes like indoor outdoor shoes. You know, you can wear these shoes right in your house. You never not even have to take them off. <laughs> What's the matter? No, these are waterproof shoes. Is what I meant to say. Hashtag brain injury makes you say funny things. You know, I'm I'm wearing you know basic stuff. You could never call me somebody who lives in modern society. But then, what did I just talk about? I'm into photography. I don't draw the pictures. Like the doctor does. I don't draw the pictures. I don't paint the pictures like my dear friends do. I and it's over. It's clicked. I'll do some editing and some workflow and stuff to make it look nice. But it's as modern. I don't know how that thing works. Are you kidding me? I'm not very modern. I said I love guns. You know, I've got old ones, not many old ones, but I like I like the modern ones that are really super Technological, but they work every time they're very I love that. I love that archery I don't use I didn't cut a switch from the from the woods behind my house and tie a string and Bend it real hard. I didn't do that pound. I got two bows compound bow super advanced, you know Thing goes, you know, 380 feet per second. It's crazy. It's like shooting a rifle I I, I have all that cool stuff so You could call me modern society, but I guess maybe I don't think so modern. But see, here's the thing. Scripture tells us a whole different story about love. It really does. Hashtag about love. I'm going to be popular. For the end of this sermon, I'm going to be so popular. People are going to be seeing hashtag the Ninja Pastor, hashtag indoor-outdoor shoes, (laughs) you know, let them pop up and everything everywhere I go. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Pop, you're walking down the street, hashtag this or that pops up above you. I don't know if that can work. I don't know how things like that work at all. I'm, I can barely figure out how this works. You know, this is what I'm doing here. As he reads off of an iPad and podcasts from a computer using the Internet. So scripture, we've been led to believe in the postmodern Western evangelical church. We've been led to believe something. We've been led to believe that we are to love everyone, and that's the Christ like thing to do. Haven't we? Anybody? Anybody disagree? That's what we love everybody. Don't fight everybody. Love everybody. We have. We've been told that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a scripture example. Of how that's. That's not correct. That's not correct. We define love a little different. We've been led by the postmodern Western evangelical church, uh, certain things that just simply aren't true. So right now, what we're gonna do? We're gonna examine what I think are fascinating and illuminating hashtag real truth that scripture reveals to the ancients and the moderns and, and we're gonna have fun with this. And hey if you if you're not able to be here live maybe next oh listen next week let me just say this. You have got to be if you live in Maryland, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, you have got to come next week. We're having a very special um Ray Siemens, Troubadour Ministries. Uh this guy works tirelessly. We have a couple here, Sean and Angie, who work very, very hard and uh in in uh, taking care of our veterans and doing good things for our veterans there's going to be kind of a fundraiser we're announcing a big fundraiser uh but ray's going to do a concert i'm going to inter- who remembers christabel christabel braden by the way her album drops uh here in a little bit i think a week what's that 24th or 25th i think she's going to be on my show uh we'll be talking about playing some exclusive cuts you'll be able to hear it there and um, but Ray will be here playing live, and folks, we can—I bet we can fit one hundred and ten people in this room. Uh, it'll be fun, and we'll have lots of good food. So uh, we'll be doing announcements throughout the week. So don't don't miss out on it. But if you're not here now uh, and you're listening, or you're listening on the playback, just share this with your friends on social media. Don't don't make it a secret. I sure would appreciate it. So true love, true love, in Hebrew, it's Achab, Achab, Chesed. And in Greek, it's agapeo, agapeo, or agape. Agapeo is the verb. Agape, that's loving somebody. It's action, loving somebody. Agape, describing it, is the noun. And the philos, there's different kinds of love and goes through some of them. Uh, it won't be a language lesson, but it'll be fun nonetheless. The basic aspect of relationships between humans and between God and humans, they, they're encompassing. Affection, loyalty, and responsibility. Now, in biblical usage, the emphasis is on the quality of the relationship. Now, have you ever seen, um, I don't know, a police show? I I lived it. I was a police officer, and, and I've gone into houses where the back when I was a police officer, crack was a big thing. You know, the, the people that would ride the horses from town to town on the little clattering uh, horse carriages, they would they would sell crack from town to town back then, as we rode up on our horse day. Would send up a smoke signal and call us. I'm just saying it's a long time ago. Hashtag that's not funny. Biblical usage: the emphasis when you talk about love is all about the quality of the relationship. It's not about it's it's not about just the word. And I, I remember going into houses when I was a police officer, and and the the mother of the child it's all strung out. You know, you look at their arms. Back then, they shot in their arms and. And, uh, and between their toes, that was the big thing. Now they have all kinds of other places. And, and you would look at them, you'd think, oh, my gosh, you know, what well, this poor child, and the houses were never immaculate. You know, they were always really scary. Um, there would always be some super dangerous thing for a baby, and this, this little baby, you know, I'm, I'm taking this baby out of here. You know, I'm locking you up, and I'm taking this baby out of here. And uh, the mother would say, the person who gave birth to the child would say, you can't. I love my baby so much. I love my baby. I love you. Can't you? You'll kill me if you do. Don't take my baby. I love my baby. Or I go into a domestic violence situation, and the woman would be getting beaten by her boyfriend or husband. Although at one one time it was she was beaten severely by her girlfriend. You know, uh, and and it was bloody. I mean, it was a bloody mess. My goodness. And you know, then it comes time to lock one of them up. What happens is the the victim with all the blood coming out of them. You know. Flaps of skin hanging off them where they got beaten and bruised, and they. And as soon as you go to lock the 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 person who did this, no, you can't take him. I love him. I love him. I don't take him. I can't. And I would look at them like they were crazy. I'd say, you out of your mind. And you know, uh, in Delaware, police officers, more police officers have been killed in the line of duty by women than by men, not counting car crashes and heart attacks, of course. So my point is this: is that you know, love love that's not a quality relationship if it's you know yeah I love you baby but I'm not going to feed you because for three days I'm gonna be on a bender I want to be high and nodding off and all this stuff and oh by the way when you were born you were born addicted to crack you're born whatever whatever they were addicted to they say love with such passion I love you you'll kill me if they take one you know same thing with the battered spouse or girlfriend or, or whatever you know oh well, I'll die if you can I love But and then the man from with handcuffs being sure that I don't bump his head on the door of the police car as he gets in uh, you know but I love her man I love her you know there's no quality to that there's no quality to that there's a no quality to that love first John 419 how many how many know what that is first John 419 what's a Bible verse idiot no it's more than a Bible verse we love him because He first loved us. Love was said twice in that verse, in that short, tiny little verse, the King James Version. There you go. If John Tassell is listening, you guys, if he's not listening, you tell him. You send him an email tonight. I did quote from the King James Version, revised, authorized revised version. We love him because he first loved us. Well, who are we talking about? Right? we're We're talking about Yeshua. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God. We're talking about he first loved us and his love is beyond this postmodern love that we have, you know. Uh, I was in the grocery the other day and I'm I'm I something wrong with me. I all of a sudden I'm I'm hooked on this idea of turkey and we had turkey meatballs. Who made those turkey meatballs? They were good too. I don't know what this kick is. You know, I'm a I'm a red meat eater, but all of a sudden back of my head I'm talking about So I called home or I text home and said, Oh, well don't the what about some turkey bacon? Well, the regular bacon was already on, so we're working on that. Wes, Charlotte, we're working on that. My kid bought bacon. Anyway, so what happens is I'm at, I'm like this big discussion, you know. Oh, I love, I love bacon. If there was a way I could be Torah observant and still have bacon, that would be awesome, you know, because I love bacon. I haven't smelled turkey bacon cooking, but I don't think it's the same. I think there might be crack infused into the bacon Cook that smell. You know how it's like smell-o-vision? If some, you see bacon being cooked on television, I guarantee you can smell it. Anybody? I know Craig can smell some bacon. So we love him because he first loved us. Sometimes we get arrogant, though. We get full of ourselves, and we think we've created love. We create love. We thought this idea of love that we did it. We're so smart. We created love, but... Well, maybe Hallmark created love. No, well, maybe not. Maybe in the absence of real, true love, hashtag real, true love, the vacuum of long-standing, healthy love, those marketers can't just yell at Hallmark all the time. There's other companies out there. You see what? You want to talk about the 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 war against America? Have you looked and see how much regular cards are, greeting cards are these days? My goodness, I picked one up the other day. It was thirteen dollars. I said, does it come with a TV dinner, and does it cook it? Not that I would eat a TV dinner or anything from the microwave. But the point of the matter is, the marketers—they're weaving this great marketing ploy to sell cards that don't. Eat. Most often, they don't even espouse biblical love. Although, if you go to a Christian bookstore, I won't say the name because they don't advertise on my show, but uh, they get plenty of plenty of advertising on their own. But but you know, they have beautiful cards there. I've received several beautiful cards. I where do you get this card? Oh, I got it from so-and-so, from the Christmas store, and it's it's so different. But it's such a, a small segment of the market, you know. A lot of the people really love those other cards. They love those other ones, and so they buy them. You see, we forget that we didn't invent love. God did. And we can't love without God. We can't love. He loved us so that we could love. But there's three kinds of love. Three kinds of love. There's human love. There's human love. The Bible, and especially the Old Testament, I love the Old Testament, you all know that, refers to the love of human for human in a number of contexts. And surprising to some, often that's of a sexual nature, sexual love. And See, sexual love is a mystery. It's a natural part of the created order. We we're created to be sexual beings, and yet it's a very... It's valuable. It's very valuable, but it's very dangerous. You can't blow uh, – what were we uh, watching this? I'm not going to give them uh, free advertising, but there's this thing on this channel you subscribe to that my son got me turned on that now I'm addicted to it, and there's this – I binge-watched it. It's bad. Hashtag don't binge-watch with me. Um, Your butt will get sore. There's this one show that talks about this fellow that was helping to bring the railroad east to west across the country. Well, I watched, I don't know how many seasons, five, six seasons in, in days, you know, I wasn't feeling well, I was really sick, I couldn't get out of bed, I wasn't even coming downstairs, Whew! I was so sick, but boy, I could watch that show, and uh, so I messed up, and there's different categories, like you, you, you have your thing, and then he put one together for me, and one together for his mother, I don't know if Buckeye has one, but so, But I accidentally messed up and got on his one and shows him having watched the whole series. <laughs> he was mad at me for a minute. But he loves me, so he wasn't mad for long. Well, it, it talks about as they're going from east to west, they're, they're talking about how do we get – are we going to go over this mountain? Are we Are going to go around? We can't go around. There's mountains everywhere. So what are we going to do? Well, this guy says, the hero says, well, we'll go through it. Hadn't been done. The whole idea was new. It's fresh. How are we going to do it? Well, there's this thing called dynamite. So they used dynamite some, and that worked some, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. They had to use so much of it because you're blowing a hole in a mountain. So then they came up with nitroglycerin. Well, it's very unstable. Very unstable. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And they used the, the so, so, But it was very valuable, the nitroglycerin. Saved time. A whole bunch of people died. A whole bunch of people died just bringing the nitroglycerin to the work site. A dangerous site zero days you know like, that you see those signs a lot of places have uh, factories and stuff we have hundred and thirty three days without a work accident I'm probably you have something like that at where you work uh, well this is zero days since nobody died I mean it's it, it's so deadly so dangerous very valuable though but very dangerous very dangerous power undeniable it's a dangerous power as undeniable as death itself and it has to be handled with great care. Sexual love. Proverbs 30:18 and 19. I love this. I love this verse. You'll see why. And that knows me will see why here in a second. Three things are too wonderful for me. I'm, not, I'm reading it. I'm saying complete. This is what it says. It, those of you with a complete Jewish Bible, you'll be able to verify. Three things are too wonderful for me. Four beyond my knowledge. The way of an eagle in the sky. If I had a mic, I'd drop it. The way of an man. This is too wonderful for me. I drive down the road and now I've been a little bit of a drought with my photographing of eagles. They're playing with me, toying with me a little bit, see if I'm serious. I'll be driving down the road the other day. I'm driving down the road and I must have passed eight eagles on on the way to my buddy's house. Eight of them. And then I come around a corner and I look up to my left, out my side window of my pickup truck, I look out the left there's an eagle maybe ten feet above me. And he's going the same direction, you know? And I'm like, of course, you gotta have your camera, you know. You're not really a photographer, you don't have your camera. It was too quick. He was there and going toying with me, I think they are. So the way of an eagle in the sky, the way of a now most of you will not think that this is so great, but I kind of think it's cool. The way of a snake on a rock. Yeah, everybody makes faces. Everybody Ooh, I don't know. Pick that out of the Bibles. Strike that. The way of a ship on the ocean sea on the open sea. Who's ever been in the middle of the ocean? You couldn't see land in any direction. Anybody? Yeah, it's amazing. For about ten minutes. And then it's the same thing over and over and over. I'm like leaning over, looking over the side, talking about maybe there's a whale that'll jump out, you know, breach a little bit. Maybe what will I see? Maybe I see something good. After a while you're just staring at water. Just water and waves, you know. It's cool for a minute, and then not so much. But here you go. He sums it up with this. And the way of a man with a girl. He doesn't say woman, he says with a girl. The girl is, the term here in Hebrew is more of a a lighter, you know, I don't know. If I had glitter, I would fling some glitter up, you know, that kind of thing. I'm woefully unprepared for the sermon. I could have had glitter. Different shoes that you are mostly indoor shoes, you know. So this is characterized. This type of love, this wonderment, is characterized by mutuality. Mutuality. Hey, we both feel. yeah, Okay. All right. I'm gonna stop myself right here. This is mostly the guys, right, in the room. We're gonna identify with this. You know, you're in you're in tenth grade, maybe. You've been working, getting your nerve up. You know, this girl in school. It's the biggest thing ever. She's so pretty, right? And then you go up and you go, um, I love you. And what does she say? She says, thank you. Hashtag, I wish I'd never said that. Hashtag, can I disappear? Hashtag, where's my disappearing glitter? You know, you want to go away. Mutuality, real love, you know, it's got to be reciprocated. It's got to be reciprocated. And delight. Oh, man. People are eating popcorn here. If you come to our church, you get to eat popcorn. That's a fact. You have ginger tea, uh, you know, got a nice coal-burning burning furnace back there. It's warm. Nobody's going to be cold. Okay, we've got New York chiming in, turkey bacon not even close. So it's an unofficial poll, folks. It's not science. So delight, and it's, it's this mutuality and this delight, it's experience with all the senses, your whole being. This is, you know, it's all you. as we get older it's a little different it's a little different thing old people my mom my mom told me point-blank she said you know your father was my best friend last you know 15 20 years of our marriage he was my best friend he took such good care my mom was very very sick ironically just when she started to get better my dad took ill uh, terminal illness and and died but uh, but boy he did take such good care Was so tender and I thought to myself Nothing against you mom but where was all this tenderness dad has for you when we were kids you know but he couldn't you know he had to be the tough dad that's what you do so it's all your senses it's all your senses no matter what age you are in this love thing that you're experiencing it's all your senses now its highest expression of love is through your love wife or your love husband your spouse your you know through marriage i just oh you know what i just read today somebody married uh 81 years I read a thing. Somebody married 81 years. Can you believe that? Now she was 14 when they got married. He was he was 17 or 18, I think. 81 years. Whew. So that's according to Ecclesiastes, the term love, you know, is best expressed within marriage. But you know what? Love can take a, a, a tough turn. Adultery, incest, prostitution. That becomes a metaphor for apostasy, which, by the way, all of these things. In biblical times, don't kid yourself. We think we've, we've got the market cornered on debauchery and crazy business. Not true. Not true. Biblical times, it was, it was a nutty, nutty time, for real. I better get on with it. Love is expressed in families for wives or the wife for the husband children, in-laws. You ever hear somebody talk? I always love to hear this. I, I've been privileged. Well, I'll just say his name. I love him and admire him so much. Uh, Larry Brock took his granddaughter to the daddy-daughter. Mike uh, was working. The man's working real hard for his family, and uh, he couldn't take him. And I don't think Mike's much of a dancer. Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't think he'd mind me saying that. He's probably not, but he's a genius computer guy. And uh, she's working real hard, and so uh, Papaw uh, said, well, I'll take I'll a take little bit, and uh, they were so adorable. He was in a tuxedo, and, and she was in her fancy red dress, and Lori, her mama, had got her all fixed up. She was pretty. I don't, how old is she? I'm not good since the brain injury. How old is she? Seven, maybe? Oh, my goodness. Just grab me. They're down in uh, uh, Atlanta area. Oh, man, I wanted to hug that little precious little thing. You ever hear anybody talk about how they love uh, – we went to the pool last time I was down there, and it was warm out. We went to the pool, and all the grandkids – where were all the grandkids? In the pool with Papaw. They were in the pool. We love playing with Papaw. As soon as pap – all right, so the mean moms and and uh, and, uh, and everybody says, okay, children, now we're going to have to get out of this water. we got to get back there and eat. Like they can't – I can't hear you above the waves. It's too noisy, you know, and then finally Papaw, you know. Now, Papaw, you got to get those kids out of that water. Papaw's in the water with the kids. And finally, he starts to get out of the water. He says, now, come on now. we got to get out of this water. We're going to get something to eat now. You'll come right with Papaw. Well, then they start crying because Papaw's out of the water. I love my Papaw. You understand it. If you knew Larry Brock, you'd understand it. He's, man, I wish I was a little kid and he was my grandpa. You hear people talk about that, the love of their spouse. Also very common during this time is, is uh, Polygamous marriage, poly marriage, uh, very, very common in this time. But you know, that can lead to favoritism and strife. You know, back then there was a lot of, you know, so and so gets more attention than I do. So and so gets better. I don't know what they call it, but um, you know, it's just a better, they're getting a better deal. So they get mad. This is going to shock you, uh, but, but love also can be this term love, especially in a Hebrew perspective, loyalty of a slave. To their master, the close bonds of friendship. Saying, you know, and this is the thing, and this happened a lot. That Thomas Jefferson, you guys know the story about Thomas Jefferson and his slaves. People want him to malign the, you know, oh, he was terrible. You know, he used them and all this stuff. But you know, he set all his slaves free, and none of them left. They said we love him. The stories go long and deep about they wanted to be with him. They loved him. He lost tremendous money. Uh, you know people think he died a super rich man but he didn't and these and these these people that worked for him they loved him he treated them beautifully there's many stories told about that but in the bible there was there was slaves slaves is a different term uh, but some of them who they were treated properly and with love and respect loved their master 2 Samuel 1.26, Proverbs 18.24, Exodus 12.5, the, the devoted loyalty of a slave. Close bonds of friendship. Now, by extension, love is used in a technical sense to indicate the covenant bond. Deuteronomy 5.10, 7.7 through 9. In Hebrew, it's called Chesed, Chesed, steadfast love. Hosea 11.1, 1, read about that there. Hesed, steadfast love. Not flaky love, goes away real fast. You know people like that. Oh, I love this or that. Then the person that they said they love so much does something, sets a foot wrong, does says the wrong word. Doesn't even, It's not even really the wrong word, but it's the wrong word at the time. That's it. They're done. You know people like that. I know people like that. They're done with you. You make one mistake, they're finished. They're finished. But at the same time, and I told you this was complex, accordingly, words for love also occur in the context of international relations. Remember, marriages many times during this time uh, in Hebrew, you know, the time of script, we call it biblical history, you know, it's ancient history. But there were marriages that happened to unite kingdoms, to keep alliances going. You're going to marry so and so because so and so's, you know, they're over here and we want to get along and we don't want a bunch of fighting and all this. We want to be able to get our, I don't know, fig leaves, uh, our which fig newtons love those. Uh, thank God that fight got won. And then so we need this road in through here. So what we're going to do is I'm, um, you're cute, and this guy I don't know what he looks like I haven't seen him but his dad says he's nice whatever. And you're going to marry and now we keep this route open. It did. It happened all the time. But also, the loyalty of a leader, the loyalty to a leader, the loyalty of the leader to his people, and the loyalty of the people to the leader. This love for a ruler is characterized by faithfulness and obedience. There's Daniel 9.4, if you need more about that. It's answered by the ruler's love, favor, and kindness toward his people. Look, nobody loves Kim. What's the guy's little film? Kim Jong-ul. It's on now. It was ill, but now it's own. Nobody loves that guy. They don't love him. In, in North Korea, they don't love that guy. They just don't want to get their head chopped off or killed in the middle of the night. You see these parades, you know, these, these big parades, you know, and there's people, oh, we love him, we love him. Tears coming down. They don't love that guy. They're afraid of him. He's a whack job. He's stone cold nuts. Beer leader, they call him called his father do They didn't love him we'll do we'll do one a little closer to home just a few miles off the coast of uh, a little short boat ride off the coast of Florida Castro he just passed away Castro they had parades they Had people bawling and whining oh our dear leader they didn't love him kills people you say something set a foot wrong with him say the wrong word you're going. Saddam Hussein killed thousands and thousands of people. Uday and Qusay Hussein killed tens of thousands of people. You thought Saddam was bad. Uday and Qusay worse, exponentially worse than their father. But you saw the people, whenever he'd be coming through, they'd be clapping for him and doing that little little, little thing they do. And, and, you know, oh, we love him, we love him. Right? Because they're trying to show him, trying to convince him, oh, we love you. We've never said a foot wrong with you? It's fear. That's fear. There's no leader's going to have love from their people if they're not working hard. Sometimes, you know, you you can't you do all you can and the people still won't love you because there's forces at work try to say something different than what's actually happened. To give this love to political enemies is to show disloyalty to one's first love. You see, first love. People say, oh, "Wait a second, what are we talking about here?" In Hebrew culture, you love and cherish and protect your land. It's the land of the people. Hebrews are known as the land of the people and the people of the land, also the people of the book. Israel, right? How often are they assailed in the international media, but egregiously, the United States foolishly participates in this sometimes by telling Israel what they're going to do about their, air quotes, settlements not a settlement. It's places for people to live. Until you've been there, you can't say, well, it's a settlement. They're enslaving these people. Tell you what let's do. You stop blowing me and my family and innocent children up, and we'll let you just roam around willy-nilly. How about that? Deal? It's never that. It's never that there The the people in the West, come on, it's never that. They'll show you the worst of the worst. While they're taking the the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that they get in aid, that they're supposed to build schools and roads and this and that. You look under the ground, and what do we have? You got terrible above. Under the ground, you got tunnels capable of you know, 10,000 soldiers living in. Railroad tracks in there to run weapons back and forth up underneath Israel land. Now, does it seem like what Israel should be doing regarding those people that seek the destroyer? Should they go love? Come on, let's. Come on over here. We're gonna love on you. That's what it is. We just don't have enough kissing and hugging and high fiving going on. That's the problem. If you just love them, and I love people that have never been to that part of the world, and and they but they know. They they've they went to an Episcopal church once. They knew. They know that okay. What we're gonna do is we don't believe in guns. We don't believe in protecting yourself. So what we're gonna do is we're everything. We're boycotting everything Israel. That's it. We're done. Never been, never set foot in Israel. Don't know the struggle. How about a little closer home? Does it seem as though we in the United States should go in and loving on the people that want to kill us? You think that's what it'll take? Do you remember when we were told, look, all you got to do is talk to them? The reason why they blow us up is because they're mad, because uh, Britney Spears doesn't wear underpants and. You people have a lot of alcohol you'd listen to weird music and I don't know what else you know skirts are too short I, I don't know what else everything under the Sun else is what it is immigration jihad don't let anybody tell you in a church setting well we are you know the Bible in different places talks about loving our enemy loving our enemies look at the word enemy it's just like in in uh, Muslim culture you have to understand that the innocent they say do not slay the innocent don't lay the late to the innocent not, you know warning innocent what do we hear all the time on the news in defense of muslims there's so many that are peaceful but more muslims are killed by radical islam than than non-muslims they're part of the collateral damage this this is this is they're view, they're not viewed as victims they're viewed as martyrs for the you know for the jihad Love for abstract qualities or activities is talked about in Scripture: Psalm 45:7, Proverbs 4:6, 8:36, Second Chronicles 26:10, Proverbs 1, 22, Second Timothy 3:4. If you want more recent, abstract qualities or acti- what did I say before? Remember, I said I love photography. I love shooting my bow, flying my drone, and taking videos and photographs and stuff. I love doing it. I Love doing it. It's so neat. So neat to look at the woods from above, you know there's this one deer I've been kind of following you know i can't can't wait to get far enough up where the deer can't hear me, and I can just watch what he does. It's really cool, see just chilling in the woods. I love stuff like that that's love, I guess, but then that leads us to the real deal divine love God is. Love, First John 4, 8, and his love is everlasting, Jeremiah 31, 3. In the Old Testament, God shows his love through his covenant with Israel. It's talked about in Hosea 11, 1, and demonstrated in mercy and forgiveness, Psalm 103, uh, verse 8, Jer- uh, Jeremiah 31, 20, and displayed in deliverance. God loves justice. He delivers his people, the righteous people. But you know what? Sometimes this love is expressed in political terms as the love of a sovereign who expects love and obedience in return remember i talked about kim jong il and all that stuff plenty when I mean, we have plenty of leaders that we can look at if you know what they're about you look at them and you think ooh yeah, you know what a whack job bashar al-assad you know he's he's over in syria and he's been the leader of syria dictator in syria for for decades
0: that's stone
1: cold crazy stone-cold crazy. Do his people really love him? How about God's covenant love? God's covenant love. Psalm 1 talks about that. It's shown in his judgment and gracious blessing. There's other places, too. Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Psalm 62, 12. Uh, Lamentations 3, 32. Hosea speaks of God as parental love. God's our parent. He loves us. Remember I talked about, you know, my my friend Larry and Papaw and how he loves his kids and his grandkids, and, and that's parental love, and that's the way God loves us. Abba, Father, Daddy, Hosea 11, 1 through 4. Because the love between God and his people is also likened to that of man and, and wife, and and you see idolatry and the betrayal of the covenant or uh, cultural or political advantage. that You know, remember I talked about, you know, I didn't know what I don't know what I named the two children these imaginary children, uh, but so and so has a road through his land and they have figs. We want to get our figs there, so we make the fig Newtons. So you're going to marry so and so in the next kingdom over, and all this stuff. But if it's an ungodly enjoining in these in these uh, ancient times, you know, to make alliances for trade or whatever. But if it's ungodly, it's not. You're not. God says, don't do this. Don't you join together? You people are different, so you're not allowed. Um, then that that is described, that's an analogy uh, for idolatry and the betrayal of covenant or cultural political advantage. That's adultery and prostitution to God. Jeremiah 5, 7, Ezekiel 23, Hosea 1 through 3. Nevertheless, God forgives and his love revives. You can find that in in, uh, Psalm 85, 9 through 13, Hosea 2, 19 through uh, 23, Matthew 21, 25, Micah 7, 18 through 20, Zephaniah, nobody reads Zephaniah, 3.17, 3.17, I read it, and I like it. While Israel remains its primary object, God's love extends to all creation and the nations, even Israel's enemies. Now, here's the thing. You need to understand this. Folks, if, if, if you get anything else tonight, that's great. That's an added bonus. But you've got to get this. If for nothing else, get this. God loves Israel. He loves his covenant people. I'm telling you, don't be a fool and go for all this political mumbo-jumbo that, that some folks out there are saying. Israel needs to take care of itself. We've given Israel enough. They don't, we're, we're done helping Israel. You walk into a church and somebody says something like that from the position of leadership in that church, turn right around and leave that church. God's chosen people whom he loves. He will never forget anyone or anything that seeks to harm. His beloved people. In the New Testament, God's love is known in and through Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua's God's beloved. Akabateus, son, that was his son. Oh, I love this son, my one son, my beloved son, the one whom I love. He was with the Father from the beginning in a relationship of mutual love, John 3.35, 14.31, and he was sent because of God's love. Hashem's love for mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? And then read the next verse. Read the next 3, 16 and 17. Read that. Read it through and remind yourself. God did that for us. He did that. He loves us. Real love. Love that means something. Yeshua demonstrates love for people with acts of healing and forgiveness. Mark 1, Splag-chi-ni-zomai. I was going to sprain my jaw if I said it fast. It's splag-chi-zi-chi-ni-zomai. That, that big word, Greek word, means have pity. He had pity on his people. And by his grief for the hardness of human hearts, Matthew twenty-three, thirty-seven, he loved. He demonstrates love by acts of healing. Yeshua healed people. And he forgave them. Look, have you some people have hurt habits and hys, they're still still secret. nobody knows they don't think, but it's affecting their life. And somebody comes along and says, "I know what you're doing, and I forgive you. I know what you're doing and I forgive you. Unmerited favor. That's love. That's love. It's tremendous. God's love is, and, and I think all of us can agree with this. It's seen most fully, in the salvation brought by Yeshua in giving his life for his friends. Learn more about that in John 15, 13. Galatians 2, 20. Ephesians 5, 2. 1 John, or, uh, or John 3, 16. God pours out his love through his spirit. Romans 5, 5. Uh, 15, 30. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The fruit of the spirit's work is a love that marks believers before the world. You see, we're supposed to be people of love, loving. If you come here, if you're Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, you'll be loved here in this place. We'll feed you like we love you. We'll treat you like you love you. You'll sit in a comfortable chair. You'll be warm. You'll be treated kindly with goodness, without judgment. The fruit of the Spirit's work is a love that marks believers before the world. See, that's the sad thing about it. People can't tell. Followers of the way, believers in Christ. they can't tell them anymore because they're waving at everybody on the way to church with their angry finger. They're going to the mall and which there's your first problem. but going to the mall and you know fighting for a spot and have, yelling, using colorful language, yelling at the person who got your spot before you. you're little bumper sticker, follow me to so-and-so church. Here's the third love, love for God. In the Old Testament, love for God is said to be evidence in those who keep God's commandments, obey his voice, walk in his way, and cleave to him. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, 11:22 and 30, 20. Talk more about this. Now, the New Testament shares the call to love God and keep his commandments. You need to understand that now that's in terms of following Yeshua. That's in terms of following Jesus. And love for God. If you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to love God. I've talked to people, actually people in the ministry, who say, "Hey, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm not all that into God because you know God's the Old Testament, and, you know, and He killed people and He, you know, of course, sent the flood and and killed everybody, including babies and innocent animals and stuff. That those same people don't mind killing babies, by the way. They're always they're always pro-abortion, but uh, they you know they're not so fancy with God, but they love the love, love, love of of Jesus. They don't understand it all the way. Two ways that God's people respond to his love are to love him in return and to love other humans. And those two responses are inseparable. Matthew 22, 37 through 40, you can't separate the two. You cannot. You have to to respond first because remember, who loved who first? What did I say at the beginning? God loved us. That's the only way we know how to love. That's That's the only way we know what love is. Love him in return. Respond to his love. Accept his love. And then love others in return. Usually other words than love are used for this response to God's love. We, you, we see terms like faith and knowledge, abiding, or simply being in Christ. You know, we love, we love that. We love, we love church places. We, we love our little phrases, buzzwords. Oh, I'm, I'm living in Christ, you know. Well, if somebody doesn't know anything about it, they're like, I don't know what that is, living in Christ's hotel or something. In the Old Testament, love for other people is part of the broader duty of keeping God's commandments. You've got to understand that and in the Hebrew culture, and, and I want you to understand this because from a geopolitical standpoint, Israel is always treated like the bad guy. But if you saw what Israel does for, for their enemies, it's unreal. I told you all about the, the woman who was pregnant. Had, she was Muslim. She comes in in her full-on burqa. She comes up to the checkpoint. She's pregnant. She goes in. They take her in, uh, provide her millions of dollars worth of prenatal And and birth care, and after, you know, the baby's there, and the baby's, I don't know, four, I think. And the woman comes back loaded with bombs, and she's going to blow them up. The very doctors. Had it not been for a sharpshooter who knew what to look for, an IDF sharpshooter that said, "Uh uh-uh, something real wrong here. He put a round through her, and she dropped to the ground, and they checked her for bombs, and she was loaded for bombs. It would have leveled 100 yards in every direction. They so want to love their neighbors. We want to. And their fellow Israelites, as well as sojourners or resident aliens. People come in. I, I, I was uh, exchanging between uh, someone I'm trying to get on my show is uh, is a legal, uh, a legal alien. We don't want to call – pursuing citizenship, and she's doing all taking classes, doing everything. Um, and she came to this country, and, and she says – I said, what do you think of illegal immigrants? What do you think of what Donald Trump – she said – I want him to do it. I want these people that are against it to stop. I want them to stop this because I went through so much to get here and I'm doing so much now. I'm trying to do it the right way. And, and, and these people come and they jump the border or they, they just they pretend they're pretend uh, victims. They're not victims. They come here and they, they get all the money and all these different things and the, the goodwill of, of Americans. And she said, I don't want that. I, I want them to come, and they don't love America. They're never going to love America. They love Sharia Law. They hated it where they were, but now they're bringing it here because that's what they think we need. Just read Leviticus 9, 19, 18, uh, and 34, and Deuteronomy 10, 19. This love is grounded in God's identity as the Lord, the covenant maker and keeper, and is displayed by those who protect the weak, give justice, and maintain peace. Look, the New Testament gives special prominence to the love commandment. Like the rabbis, um, this it views this love as a summary and a fulfillment of the Torah. You see, we if we're going to obey, we're going to love. God says, you know, you love me, you'll obey my, say it with me, commandments. Obey the law, right? Torah, that's what he's talking about. The love of Jesus for his followers becomes the pattern for their love. You see, we learn to love by watching Yeshua. John 15, 12. Just as God's mercy is the pattern for the mercy to be shown by the Christian, Luke 6, 36. The Christian's love, or the follow of the way, is to see in the other person one for whom Christ died. I love you because you are one of the people that Jesus died for. Romans 14, 15. We'll have to stop there. I'm sad to say we will not finish this tonight because I've prattled on much too long about inside and outside shoes and so um, slippers. There we go. So, we're going to talk more about love. I'll probably do a special, tell you what I'll do. I'll do a special episode this week either on Facebook Live website, which is drshawngreener.com or the ninja pastor.com. Thank you and chat to all of you who joined us. I want to pray uh, for uh, Carson tonight and also for the family that lost their, uh, I think they call him Poppy. And um, I drowned in a pool. So it was everything's normal. You never know until it's not. God bless you. Join us next week. Uh, actually, join us on Wednesday, Wednesday at 4. And I'm real excited about the show we're going to have for you. And next Sunday, big time, you've got to pay attention to next Sunday. Be a part. If you're anywhere nearby, you've got to come and join us. It's going to be awesome.
0: God bless you. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church How Mediocrity is Destroying America, at www.drseangreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime,